Here is chapter 9, titled Sustainable Living, in my new book, Your Life Comes with Instructions. In the same week that I received the word ecstasy in my dreams, another dream told me this is a moral crisis and that ecology held the answer to this. Everything is interrelated and every part affects the whole. We truly need to treat others and all of life the way we would like to be treated. This was especially true in the way we treat the environment. Our continued pollution of the air, water, and soil has now become a climate emergency and is the greatest threat to global health. In my dreams and meditations, I was now being asked to research the topic of sustainable living and our connection with nature. I was especially and specifically told about the need for clean water, recycling, environmental policies, and the destruction of the earth through various mining practices. There has been a tremendous disregard for the earth and its properties. My dreams referred to this in very strong terms, such as calling it soulless, rape, and exploitation. As I meditated on this information I received, I decided to ask Mother Earth directly for her feelings about this. I was surprised at what I then felt, but I guess I shouldn't have been. She felt angry, sad, depleted, and withdrawn. She was actually glad for the current pandemic and the time it was giving her for a much-needed rest. She was recharging and reasserting herself. But she felt ravaged and clearly wanted and needed our help. Here are some of the things I learned and what we can do to help. The largest contributors to the Earth's destruction and all her species is the burning of fossil fuels, coal, oil, and natural gas. Other major contributors are agriculture and manufacturing practices, along with deforestation and politics. All of these have contributed significantly to rising land temperatures, which result in heat waves and wildfires, the melting of the Arctic and rising sea levels, weather extremes and storms, and loss of carbon-absorbing resources, like our forests and oceans. Carbon dioxide absorbs and radiates heat. It is now at a record high, causing the Earth's temperature to rise, creating tremendous havoc. Here's how it works. The ocean covers about 70% of the Earth's surface and contains about 80% of life on the planet. Very importantly, the ocean absorbs heat from the atmosphere and distributes it even more evenly around the Earth. However, if the ocean gets too warm, it affects the health of the plants and animals that live in it, which affects the entire food chain. Algae and plankton are at the bottom of the food chain. 
tiny animals such as krill eat the plankton. Many fish and even whales and seals eat the krill. But krill populations have dropped by 80% in some parts of the ocean where they like to breed in cold water near sea ice. But of course the ocean ice is melting at an alarming rate. Algae also cannot live in water that is too warm, which can kill the coral as a food source as well. Additionally, as the ocean absorbs more CO2, it becomes more acidic, which affects corals and other sea animals like mussels. The warming of the water also affects ocean currents and the climate. Then imagine what happens when every year about 8 million tons of plastic waste enters the ocean from coastal nations. That's the equivalent of setting five garbage bags full of trash on every foot of coastline around the world. Eventually, the plastic made from fossil fuels is broken down into microplastics, but it can last hundreds of years and be nearly impossible to capture and clean up. Unfortunately, millions of birds, fish, and other marine organisms are killed as a result. Today, microplastics have been found literally everywhere on Earth, including our drinking water and the air we breathe. I was really surprised to discover that industrialized fishing may be an even greater threat to marine life. Did you know that fishing has wiped out 90% of the world's large fish, along with 300,000 dolphins, whales, and porpoises every year, and 30,000 sharks every hour? This overfishing by commercial fishing, as well as bottom trawling, where giant nets capture and bulldoze everything, destroying the habitat, flattening it, and destroying its ability to support life. It is estimated that nearly 4 billion acres of seafloor is destroyed every year. The impact on biodiversity is obvious, but it is reported that bottom trawling also releases more carbon emissions than global aviation. No wonder Mother Earth is feeling so angry, sad, and exploited. So what can we do about this? What do you want to do about this? When I meditated about this, I got the image of peeing in a swimming pool. We think no one will notice, and it can't really make a difference. How's a little pee going to hurt this large pool of water? Except now we find that our individual practices of not recycling and questionable waste disposal add up to significant toxic waste that affects our most important resources, the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the soil we grow our food in. On a much larger scale, we also need to consider the effects of agricultural practices such as the use of pesticides, herbicides, and toxic runoff. K. 
chemicals used in food packaging, clothing, and carpeting, called PFAs, do not naturally break down and are even found in mother's breast milk at nearly 2,000 times above safe levels for drinking. Forests are being cleared at such a rate that it is estimated it accounts for nearly 20% of all greenhouse gas emissions. Forest vegetation is necessary for removing carbon dioxide from the air, but I found that forests the size of a soccer field are being removed every second to make way for crops like soil, like soy, excuse me, and palm oil, and for cattle grazing. The good and the bad news is that all of these threats to Mother Earth are human-caused. We can change this. We can make a difference. When I meditated about this, I was asked if I wanted to live in a pig pen. We can live so much more sustainably by simply taking more responsibility for the home where we live. Most importantly, I was told that our elected officials need to protect and serve the interests of its citizens versus undue influence from lobbyists and special interest groups. The simple answer is to vote. We need to elect political leaders who are genuinely interested in our health and well-being. What else can we do now that nature has become so dependent on us? Here are just 10 suggestions presented to me. 1. Phase out fossil fuels and replace them with clean energy renewables like solar and wind, which would help to clean the air, decrease ocean acidification, and slow the warming of the planet. 2. Reduce consumption of meat, which would help reduce deforestation. 3. Make our diets as plant-based as possible. 4. Protect the phytoplankton, the microscopic floating plants of the ocean. They create as much oxygen as all the world's forests and grasslands combined. They also absorb great amounts of carbon. 5. Protect the whales, tuna, sharks, turtles, and dolphins from toxic products and industrialized fishing. 6. Decrease toxic waste. 7. Create marine life sanctuaries. 8. Reuse, refurbish, and recycle versus creating huge amounts of landfill waste. 9. Rethink how we use and regulate chemical plants, nuclear energy, and radioactive waste. 10. Conserve water usage and access to guaranteed clean, safe drinking water. In what might seem like a huge twist in this narrative so far, I want to conclude by saying 
that our current greed and self-centeredness is not wrong, but to propose that this is a time of great spiritual growth and transition. We are in the process of maturing from war, poverty, discrimination, and environmental destruction to the maturation of the human species. I encourage you to take time now to contemplate. Every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven, that every cloud truly has a silver lining. There is indeed hope for a new world where love prevails. Everything that is happening is an opportunity to decide how to nurture and serve our soul, humanity, and our planet. Trust that we are fully supported in our interest to heal and restore our love for all of life and respect for others' rights and dignity. I have been assured in my many meditations and channeled conversations that spirit guidance and assistance are always given with great love. There are no mistakes. Pray and meditate and trust this guidance. All is well. Peace will follow. Have great gratitude for this knowing. It's all all right. Inner exercises for this week. Please make yourself comfortable. Close your eyes and connect with your greater being. Then ask yourself what you can do to create a more sustainable living environment for yourself, your community, and the world. Hopefully you will come up with something specific you can begin to do right away to save and preserve our quality of life and beautiful planet. Please also create a personal affirmation you can use to support Mother Earth and how we can live in greater harmony with nature. 